the Mercy Backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail, so we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your host of The Messy Backend, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. We love our listeners here at The Messy Backend. We love y'all so much, we're going to make the mess even bigger. Coming soon to this very same channel, you're going to be hearing from The Messy Backend Exposed. You know, the very first day that we recorded this podcast, Instagram and Facebook shut down, so we knew we were right on track with The Messy Backend. All businesses have them, so don't be shy. Let's put it out there and help each other grow. If you have a messy back end or you're an expert who just loves cleaning up those back ends, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit themessybackend.com to apply. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. As Eric Thomas once said, to get to the next level, you got to learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable. On our expert segment today, we're going to be talking to Tina Pittman. She's a certified public accountant and certified tax coach that helped business owners skip their next tax payment even when profits are increasing. And you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. And our expert Tina will share her experience, expertise, and the tools that they suggest to get it all cleaned up. How messy is your backend? Is it holding you back? Is it making it so that you can't make more money? You can't serve your purpose? Visit themessybackend.com today and find out just how messy your backend is and how to clean it up. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by heading on over to themessybackend.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to thank our sponsor, Yes Women's Network. If you are a female entrepreneur and you are looking to start, build, or grow your business, Yes Women's Network is the place to join for empowering resources and masterful networking. The key to making this podcast really work is to hear about the results of the suggestions. This allows us to be able to learn not just from one expert's point of view, but from the execution of the suggestions provided. Give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit The Messy Backend. And now on to our expert, Tina Pittman, for her expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Today, we have a messy backend question submitted by one of our listeners. They said, I have come across situations where people try to negotiate to get my work at lower rates, but they want the highest quality in their final design. So how do I handle situations like these? And how can I bring my business to the next level? Hey, thanks for having me. It's a wonderful show that you have, and I am so privileged to be on it. So thank you very much. Thank you for being here. That was a really, really good question that you asked or or audience asked, and it happens a lot. And it's a huge topic for entrepreneurs. Um, We as buyers always like to get a good deal and what a bargain. I would think you would agree with that. We like to negotiate prices down um, like other entrepreneurs 
you often wonder how um, you can make your competitors irrelevant and then you don't have to negotiate or decrease through rates on your um, service or your product. Um, I want to do dive into, I have a eight step plan that I utilize. Um, I try to keep my prices pretty standard with customers and tie it to the services. Um, and I mentioned about your, make your competition irrelevant. That's whenever you want to um, project out to this potential client, what is the benefit of having you do the work? What gives you an advantage, makes you the competition irrelevant, they won't even consider the competition. In other words, they will answer yes on that first call. And there is no question about who they're going to uh, get to do the service or product that they want. And the last thing too, this is going to kind of up-level your, your business. And it is starts off with setting financial goals with a budget. You would monitor your budget on a regular basis and determine if the budget is meeting your goals. The first step, you're going to want to make sure that you have your bookkeeping set up and in good health. And I mean in good health that your CPA would even like your bookkeeping. Make sure if you're automating, using a software, that you have the capabilities of doing project costing and keeping your time in that software. So your time is valuable just like anybody else. And if you automate your bookkeeping, that will help you to keep ahead while you are going to the next level in your business. So if you do value pricing, which I mean is a fixed fee, you've heard of that. A lot of people are teaching others to do value pricing. Um, I recommend you still track your time because you're gonna wanna know the steps in the process of doing your service or your product. So you wanna keep track of each step and how much time it takes. Can we just go into value pricing a little bit more? Like you're not just necessarily delivering an end product where you can compare it to other people, but why you have value with that? Right. Okay, the, the trend is to stay away from hourly billing. Instead, whenever you do a standard product or service, you package those and you have a fixed price to that. It's work that would cost you $5,000. Um, that's your value of that price, of that product or service. And you end up turning your standard product service packages into standard, this is how we do it, and it becomes a fixed fee. Whereas instead of counting your hours for that project, Right. So doing project-based pricing as opposed to hourly-based. So we're not trading dollars for hours. Correct. And track of your hours when you do, I, I call it project-based, value-based is, is a good term as well. Um, if, if you don't keep a track of your hours, you won't know if you're charging enough or maybe charging too much. So that's, that's key is tracking those hours for sure. Yeah. And especially initially, because I'm going to go into packaging your product or your service. You track your time so you, that you can budget and 
And a budget is very important so you know how to price those packages. So the second step is offering three pricing levels of your product or your service. And what I mean in pricing that is so that they can choose what package they want. So for example, you can have a base package and say if you're a coach, you have a base package that may include an online course, Q&A calls, or maybe a Facebook group that they can belong to. Your next package, uh, let's call it your best seller because people like to buy in between prices. So the, that package could include your base package and also one-on-one -on -one session. Could be one session or multiple sections. Or you can just give them a set amount of hours they have to utilize in that package. So then you package that and put a fixed fee on that. So the third level package, let's call it the premium package, you would include the two lower packages and then give them more time one-on-one -on -one plus a VIP event. But if you, for say, have something that is like a designer, has materials that are more quality than others, you would put the more quality in the higher priced package. Or the higher so, skill level product, right? The thing that takes the right. higher skill level. Yeah. Higher skill level or higher product materials. Step three is to tie your budgeted time to what you put into each of those packages and price it out that way. Step four is where it gets sticky and that's when you break out some direct costs versus indirect costs. And we don't have enough time to talk about it today. And that's what right. is your roadmap to um, pricing those packages. And then whenever you have somebody on the phone, you say, these are the three options I have, which one do you want? And then you create a contract with them and they sign it. So it's in written format on what they get. So they can't even, you can't negotiate later if they want it differently unless they wanted to upgrade it. I mean, we don't all go into just any old place and start negotiating. I think the only place you can try and negotiate is like a car dealership. And even then, I don't you think there's negotiation. You don't negotiate when you go into Taco Bell? I'm like, <laughs> all right, listen, <sighs> you throw me in two extra nacho fries. I'll make sure to give you a shout out. You got, you guys don't do that? No, just, just me? Oh, okay. I think Nate's the only one who gets free stuff at Taco Bell for all the times. I, I get free stuff at like so many different food places. So <laughs> that might just be me. Okay, so just to kind of sum up everything, it sounds like the, the best way to do it is just make it really clear about what you're offering at those different price levels and kind of give them those options. Being like, yeah, there's kind of, you know, I've seen people call it like the silver, gold, and platinum type, you know, levels. And yeah. somebody might be coming in and they want the platinum, but they're only willing to pay for the silver and say, you know what, maybe right now silver is all you can afford. Um, but let's, let's get you in with the silver so that next time you can afford the platinum, you know, kind of sell them on that, that way. Or I have a friend that whenever he, uh, you know, he's, he's a professional photographer and he shoots and, you know, models and is published in plenty of magazines and people will come in and they'll try to negotiate prices lower. And he goes, Hey, it sounds like you're trying to get a budget photographer. If you'd like, I have a few budget photographers I can recommend. And these yeah. people 
people that are serious, they go, well, I'm not looking for budget work. I'm looking for professional high end, you know, the top of the line work. He goes, all right, well then that's what I am. And he is, he's, he's not just, you know, overly confident or anything. He really is. He has the work and the experience to back for it. But I, f I feel like that is something, it's a great way to kind of remind people like, are you looking for something in the budget? Because if you are, there are, you know, the dollar store items that you can go and get. But we're not at exactly. the dollar store right now. We're at Saks Fifth Avenue and we know that that's what you want. So, yeah. well, thank you, Tina, for coming on the show today. Uh, we love your advice and we'll, you know, we look forward to hearing from you again. Would you like to have either myself or Nate speak at your next event or on your podcast? Visit us at themessybackend.com slash speaking. Well, that's our show for today's episode of The Messy Backend. Thanks so much for listening. Nate and Sheila signing off until next week. That's all we have for today's episode of The, 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 the Messy Backend. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end and needs a little attention. <laughs>